1290 CJBK. Joining me today in the studio is Robert Metz. Bob, welcome to the program. Good morning, Jim. And Gil Warren's here as well. It's always nice to have you with us, Gil. Yes, and I'm it's glad nice to be back. Summer day, eh? Beautiful day. <laughs> Hard to believe. I heard the weatherman this morning saying that we're going to get smacked again in the weekend, though. Yeah. So enjoy it while you can, folks. I, I took my dog out for a walk last night about 10:30. Didn't need to wear a jacket. Well, it was warm. It was sultry last night. Unbelievable. Took road again this morning, had a jacket on, but didn't have to button it up. So it's been a beautiful couple of days, but we're going to pay for it, as we <laughs> usually do. From my perspective, it ruined my skiing season, but anyway. Well, just, you know, it, uh, look on the bright side, Gil. You didn't get hurt this year. That's right. You see? That's right. You didn't get hurt. Gil and Bob uh, are in with us this morning to take a look at, uh, well, basically whatever came, comes along, came along. And what came along this morning was a question relative to the budget last week. We talked about the budget uh, to some extent. Um, and to some of the claims that were made surrounding the budget, not the least of which is, uh, and it's been made with some regularity by governments uh, across North America, indeed around the world over the last few years, that tax cuts are a stimulus to the economy. The, uh, on the surface of it, it seems to make a certain amount of sense. If you're going to take less money or, 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 or take money away from governments that notoriously are inefficient in the way they spend it, and if you don't believe me, take a look at HRDC and all the nonsense that's been going on there, um, even though a lot of that money's been going to, to private industry, uh, governments traditionally have not been seen to be as efficient at, at, at redistributing wealth as, as the private sector has in the sense that you give more money back to taxpayers, um, so the theory goes. They spend the money, they buy more things, they promote the economy, uh, create more jobs, everybody wins. This is the theory. Um, there are some people who disagree with that theory. I know that uh, Mr. Metz has talked about it at some length, and I don't believe he's entirely at odds with it, are you? Um, the idea some, some aspects. Our um, tax cuts. Uh, what, what, what particular angle are you getting at here? Well, I'm asking you whether, in general, you would be uh, more likely to favor tax cuts or to oppose oh, absolutely. them. Absolutely. I mean, favor them. Absolutely. And, Gil, uh, traditionally, when you and I have talked about this, you've not been particularly thrilled by the idea of tax cuts to stimulate the economy. Well, I think we have to be specific about what kind of tax cuts people are talking about. The discussion has been about income tax cuts for high-end people. And, and I think that um, tax cuts, if you have a billion dollars of government money and you can either use it for a tax cut or you can use it to spend, tax cuts will create some jobs. My point is, and this is what's not getting out in the media, is that spending that money to hire nurses or teachers or to build bridges would create more jobs. And so that's, that's where I see that the argument isn't getting its, its complete hearing is because business wants these tax cuts for selfish reasons. They want, they want to have more money. I can see that. I, I, I think government wants the tax cuts for selfish reasons because the tax cuts create more revenue for the government, which defeats your whole purpose of your whole argument. What, what was that? Uh, tax cuts create more tax revenue? tax cuts create That's more Mike revenue Harris's, for the government. That's Mike Harris's argument, and I don't accept that. Well, don't you look at the budget? Don't yeah. you see the amount that they're taking in? They're taking in more now than they did before the tax cuts. You cut. cannot show me real hard scientific data that shows that the increased government revenue is due to tax cuts. And I can say, and I can put forward a very simple example, a very wealthy person who's given a million dollars back in income tax off the federal budget that just happened, could take that money and put it in a factory in Taiwan tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Not a penny would be of any value to us. In fact, it would be creating industrial jobs that compete with our, with our factory workers. There's no control over where the money goes. 
And I, I don't argue... Neither is. The person who owns the money controls it. What you want to do is control but somebody else's money. I'm talking money. about jobs in Canada, jobs, social in, justice. jobs in London, jobs in Ontario. The, the, uh, the right wing, the Fraser Institute, the Reform Party, your party, they all say, if you tax cut, do tax cuts, it'll create jobs. They are talking about income tax cuts, right? And, and uh, what they're missing... No, we're talking about any tax cut. Yeah, and, but the focus of the, of the media has been talking about income tax cuts. I mean, mm -hmm. And it's certainly true there. I don't think we should even have an income tax. I mean, if we get back to the way taxes were before World War I, it was strictly a sales tax, which is about the only you know, legitimate kind of tax you can really... Actually, if, if we had a surplus, uh, I would favor sales tax cuts, because I think they're the most regressive type of tax. The GST, the provincial sales taxes, if we took care of health and education and social services, if we really were in, in a good state in terms of our infrastructure, then the tax cuts I'd want would be sales tax cuts, because they impact on the poorest person, the person that doesn't even pay I'll income tax. You, I'll tell you where I might agree with you, where I don't like the idea of tax cuts, and that's in a vacuum where you have tax cuts, but you don't increase personal choice and you don't free up the market. Mm -hmm. What's the point of cutting back taxes for education if you don't free up the education system and let people, you know, pay for their own education, direct their well, taxes to the school of their choice? There's still a point uh, to it as, as, a, as a payer of education taxes myself, but someone who doesn't have kids in the... In, in the no, I understand, but I mean... There's still a benefit to me to have my taxes... To you, used. but referring to Gill's argument, you know, like... The reason we might not see, for example, more jobs created in the education field when we have a tax cut is mm -hmm. because you're not allowed to do that. You can't have private education in mm -hmm. the sense of, of a free market. You can't uh, create that whole extra area. It's like what happened with um, Proposition 13 in California many years ago. They had a big tax revolt, and then... Uh, they didn't allow people to go to private alternatives, which meant that but the government held back services. You're missing the point here, Bob. My, your point is saying, well, if we had a private education system, we could pay teachers 20% of the pay they get now so we could hire more teachers. Yes, that would be true, but the I teachers... Didn't say that, no, I didn't that's say that. The implication, that's, no, my that's implication the implication is that the good that. teachers would make more money than they do now and the bad teachers would be weeded out of the system. Yeah, and you're going to bring in a system that uh, destroys seniority and people's uh, human rights and their labor rights. The point I'm Seniority is not a right. Seniority we're getting, is a privilege. We're what getting, is a right is to work on the basis you're of missing, merit. You're missing the point here. The point is, if the government of Ontario or the federal government took a billion dollars and directly hired teachers, teachers or nurses in the medical field, they would create 56,000 jobs. Yeah, and if, if what, what was that billion dollars doing before they took it from the people? If, wasn't it creating jobs let before? Complete, let me complete the statistic here. If you took that billion dollars and did an income tax cut, you'd only create 12,000 jobs. So, on in the, hand, the public sector? You know, you, in the economy. How do you, how do you figure that? Well, you would create 12,000 jobs because the taxpayers would go out and spend some of that money on cars or something else. But the point is, if you build a bridge... But doesn't you create that create more jobs? jobs if they yeah. buy cars? And it but the question is, for the value of the billion dollars, getting best value for the taxpayer dollar, it's better to hire teachers or nurses or to build bridges. Well, to who's the value? The value is to always the to the person who is paying the money. If I don't want my money going to teachers, but I or do want my money going to another service, then I get no value even though I might create a teacher's job, but I get yeah. zero value out of educated. that, whereas I get a value out of something that I directly receive for the money I directly earned. That's, that's where value be, is, is the only place you can determine no, value always, is to the consumer. Bob, you always miss 
the fact that we get services for the tax dollars that we pay. We get We get a very minimal care. amount of services, and we get a promise that when, when, like, it's my turn to collect pension or end up in the hospital, hopefully there'll be something there for me, but I've got no guarantee of that as I would in the private market by contract enforced by a government. We have one of the best health care systems in the world, and when you're in the hospital, you get the treatment that you need. It's not perfect. It's been deteriorating, but it's still far better than the private health care system in the States. We have one of the best education Well, I disagree with you. That's just not factually true. I don't, I don't see that. Sorry, my family was just uh, in the hospital, and we experienced it, and so did Jim. I mean, you experienced bad health care? No, we experienced a good health care system. I mean, in the States? No, here in Canada. Okay, so how, how does that relate because to getting pay, bad health care in the States? Because I pay my taxes. In the States, you don't pay taxes for health care. It's on a, under sure. a private insurance system, and so you end up with inferior care, well, unless you're rich. They have Medicare Well, in the I, state. Have, I have a relative over there who had a similar surgery to what I just had, um, had it last year, um, certainly not wealthy by any stretch of anybody's imagination, and uh, she sang the praises of the medical care. So I don't know where you're getting the she information. She was insured. She was insured yeah, by she, somebody. She right. was insured, but yeah. she's... Uh, 17 million Americans who have no insurance. Well, the, they lose their house. Yeah, but you said that the system sucks. No, the system don't. doesn't suck. No. She, she was taken care of quite well. I have insurance, too. Only I pay mine involuntarily. She pays her voluntarily. What do you think our health care system is? It's health insurance. Only it's paid for by tax dollars it's instead of me writing is. the it's check. It's pure insurance. And it's exactly the same. And it's more efficient, and it works better, well, and it's cheaper. I don't know how it's more and, efficient. And, and the Canadian health care system is better than the American system. Well, if that were well, all true, then why do they have to monopolize the system? Why don't they allow private health insurance companies to exist and offer competing services? Why can't consumers go to competing services? Because the obvious reason is if they had the choice there, everybody would abandon the system. No. Look what's happening in education today. The number of people abandoning the public school system in favor of homeschooling, private schooling, Montessori schooling, um, all kinds of it. And, and, these, and most of these people are not the rich people you keep identifying. They are people who are going into hawk over their necks, trying to keep their kids out of a school system they don't like and they want to have, have the values taught that they want in a school system. And they, and they incur debts the values over these that things. they want in a school system. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ah. Like values like merit, uh, teaching people that what you get in life is what you earn rather than you're owed everything by everyone else and that you're entitled to a free education and entitled to free health care. Those things are, are not going to be there in 20, 30 years. They are if we make the choices now to have the tax revenue to fund health care and education. People are entitled. Well, they then do why, do, why don't we make that choice? Why don't we allow the private market to also fund health care and education? Because the private market can't deliver in the public sector. Then it'll it, fail, won't it? Then it'll fail. Well, why should we do that? Why should we destroy a, pub, a good public health system and a good public because education? Because it's not good. System? Because it's not you good. Can't, I wouldn't Because you can't prove that it will destroy it. You can't prove it will destroy it any more than Bob can prove that it won't. The, I can say, the, I can look at the American health system no, you can't. and say that it doesn't work. No, you can't, Gil, because you, 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 you just used an example, and I'm, I'm not ganging... system in the world. I'm not ganging up with... Uh, <laughs> the American again, system is the best No, I'm not ganging world. up well, against you with Bob. Okay, All I'm saying... To no, America. I'm talking about my cousin over there, right. who, as yeah. I said, is lower middle class, not wealthy by any stretch mm -hmm. of the imagination, has modest health care coverage, just had exactly the same operation that I had here, very satisfied with what she's a nurse as a matter of fact mm -hmm. so she's you know she knows the ins and outs of the system knows what to look for what not to look for very happy with the with the with the care she received so i don't know how you can say as a blanket statement that health care in the united states is is a disaster it's not and she represents the vast majority of america 17 million americans without health care 287 uh, 283 million uh americans with health care 
But in the American system of health care, which is a private system, they can decide not to cover you. They can say you've had three or four heart attacks, so you are not going to be covered by any private. The government's company. doing that here right now. Right now, the universe. Ours is the universal hospital in Toronto. Are, no, are, sure they can. They are making people sign things before they go in the hospital so that they, you know, sign away their rights to top level health care, and that's literally what it has to if say. If you if you have a, a history of heart problems, for example, mm -hmm. Gil, you can be listed. Uh, you can be delisted for certain procedures. In the states. No, in Canada. Mm -hmm. In Canada. If I were a 75-year-old man, except in some very exceptional circumstances, there haven't been some exceptional circumstances, 75 or 80-year-old 80, 80 man with heart failure, I'm not going to get a heart transplant. Right. Yeah, even if you, even if you have the money that. to pay for it. Even if I'm I have the money that, to pay for it. No, that's the no, crime You're here. missing the point again. I'm not talking about that. The American health insurance companies, which are private, can refuse to cover you, period, for any health care because you cost them too much, because you're not healthy. So, yeah. why yeah, don't we fix that? You know what that? they'll do? They'll, they'll, they'll fix it by, by charging the proper rate. I remember that when companies used to insure a smoker versus a non-smoker, even for life insurance or health insurance, the rate was just a little bit higher for, for a smoker, mm -hmm. depending on how early you got on the insurance plan. Mm -hmm. And that's how they compensate. And but if you're willing denied, to pay that price... Denied coverage well, that's state. not right. So we that's would fix true. that, wouldn't we? That we, do, we already have fixed that. We have a universal system that covers everybody. Well, wouldn't it be better, instead of denying them the service, let them go to a private health insurance, and if they can't afford what they want, just top it up with public funds. Let's no, do it no, that way. No. Then you wouldn't be spending billions. You'd only be spending a few thousand. We have, we have a, set up a single system, uh, a single government-owned system here that is more efficient. You don't have the insurance. How can you say that? I mean, the you know, studies have uh, been done. In what's the, the, okay, know, let me for example, that. Dr. Merkin said that the health care system in the States and Canada are pretty much on par in terms of the quality of health care you can get when you are in the hospital. Mm -hmm. The only difference, he says, that in Canada, you've got to wait in line. And, that and that's be. the efficiency that you're talking that, about. In any system, you're going to have to have some way of rationing it out in some order. In, in any system that you, in a socialist system, in your yeah. system, in a free market, you don't. In a free market, if you're the rich, the doors you are can, open. Yeah, if you're rich, if you've got money. No, not necessarily. And if you rich. don't have money, you don't it's go. Nonsense. Studies have been done in the states. Well, Gil, here's one for us. I mean, you may have heard me say this because I've said it on the air two or three times, so I'll try to do it quickly for our listeners. Okay. The cataract problem in London. Right. Prior yep. to about three or four months ago, you know that three or four months ago, if you wanted cataract surgery, you had an option between a hard lens and a soft lens. Soft lens, the operation was a little easier, recovery was a little quicker, the, uh, the results weren't much different at all. I am told that to ophthalmologists who were faced, to, and it would cost you a couple hundred bucks to pay, pay extra right. for the soft lens. Out of your own pocket. Out of your own pocket, yep. which people did. I am told that if someone really wanted the soft lens, that arrangements were made to get them the soft lens, and it was not a big, that's what I'm told. It was not a big deal. Nobody essentially was told, well, you can't, you don't have the $200, you can't have the, it, it was taken care of. But most people paid the money. Somebody quoting the Canada Health, Health Act, and quite correctly, said you can't do that. It's, a, it's an additional payment. You can't do it. Mm -hmm. So they banned it. Okay, they banned it. So now we're living under the Canada Health Act, which is this wonderful egalitarian process to keep everybody equal. But the result, Gil, is that in London now, the waiting list for, for cataract surgery has gone from one year to two. So we need to have the provincial government spend some more money to hire some more doctors to do the... No, no, there's lots of doctors. There's no shortage of doctors. Well, the, the then there has to be funding from the provincial government to cover the $200 difference. That's what we need. 
if if a soft cataract is superior. Why do you have to do that when the people are already willing to pay for it? Why because do you the, need to do it that the way? The people are you're talking about are your wealthy friends, not They're everybody. Two hundred bucks is not a lot. Look, I'm the it's poorest guy I know, it's and you're you're a lot richer than me. For example, how come yeah. you're talking socialism? I'm talking capitalism. Because you're confused, Bob. <laughs> you're on the you're in the wrong. You know, most side. people. Mo party. I had this question brought up to me. You know, why are all Freedom Party's people always on the poor end of the scale, and we're always accused of being rich capitalists? Because you're because being most, funded by your rich these people buddies. understand that their opportunities are being cut by the system, and that a lot of no, things that not. they would like to well, do. Well, my my, my mother-in-law is far from wealthy, and uh, she found the two hundred dollars for the soft lens. But she shouldn't have had to. And well, she didn't mind. The whole point is, she didn't mind doing that. But she didn't mind because she got to get the operation done. But it's undermining the principle that everyone has access to health care no matter what How did that undermine the principle? Who, who was denied access to health care because somebody got a soft lens and they paid for it? The person that wanted to have the soft lens but didn't have the $200. And they got it anyway. They got it. They got it anyway. The doctors fudged it and they got it anyway. Well, then that's not the way to do it properly and have a properly organized health care system. So prop it should be funded but this is the system the you just, under, you just told us was this wonderfully efficient system that now it's is better, so, it's so efficient now that America. you got to wait two years instead of one to get your cataracts. Well, why do you like it's, a, it's an easy solution there. All the provincial government has to do is put some more funding in there. But that's always the answer, isn't it, for you guys? More money, no, it's more money, more money. I, I, I just told you guys a way to take a billion dollars and create more jobs and get better value well, you for told the taxpayer. Us, no, you told us an approach where you think value. that would happen. No, this but is you can't prove that any more than you can prove that if you give the billion dollars back that only 16,000 jobs are going to result. I don't know, I don't know how you, where you get that figure from. Uh, you guys have no figures. I have a study done by economists. Well, you got a, you got some paper here with yeah. some you got numbers. Got a study done on. by the Center for Social Justice, and social justice means the it means egalitarianism. It means the opposite of individual justice. And no, it doesn't. It if, means basically. If I it's had if I had figures here and I've got them in my office from the Fraser Institute, you wouldn't pay any attention to them, would you? No, Ed, this is an interesting point about the media, okay? The media always gives great coverage to the Fraser Institute. Because they give us great coverage. They give us lots and lots of material. Yeah. And they Who give are us... the Fraser Institute? Oh, no, let me finish. Okay. They give us, and, and we certainly don't present them. I don't on this show as the be-all and end-all. We do talk to people from the Fraser Institute because they give us well-researched uh, uh, information, done. professionally Why do they information. How do they have the money to do that? I don't care. What difference does that make? It's coming from big business. They're so, a front so for what? big business. So what? Okay. And from so little what? people so the like Canadian, me. The Canadian uh, Center for... And who are these guys? The, 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 the Social Justice Center, or yeah. the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, mm -hmm. or Choices in, in Winnipeg. Or the Kalanen Institute. Do the, or the Kalanen Institute. Yeah. They do not have the financial resources to have somebody on standby in Vancouver to come on your radio show for mm -hmm. half an hour. Well, sure, we can get guests from Caledon just as easy as we can from Fraser. No, and, and, we, and they don't, like, for instance... And we do. The Fraser Institute does packages for, oh, no, for so the no, media. No, you're getting the off, you're getting off the case here. Tape, you're getting off the case. Cassette. No, no, off the case here. You wanted, us, more resources. you wanted us to accept yours at face yeah. value, and as soon as I mentioned the Fraser Institute, your hackles went up. Because, because you're portraying this as being unbiased journalism. There, everything is biased. I'm biased. So this is biased, too? Yes. Okay, then you're, you're biased. Then, I'm your, biased. Com then your comment that you've got <laughs> stuff on paper and we don't, ergo, you're ahead of us, doesn't wash. No, because while we all can be biased, some of us can be closer to the truth <laughs> than others, right? And that's what I'm saying about oh, tax cuts. Well, I love you, that's I don't. I don't think statistics are the point. I think choice is the point. And if I have a bias and you have a bias, my philosophy is different than yours. I say that you can have your bias, 
and I won't interfere with it. You go join a socialist club. You put. No, all, we're you talking about running our society. No, well, I'm part we're of that not, society. It's not a my bias debate. is it's not that, a theoretical debate. It's a real thing. Well, exactly. And my life is real, and the money I make is real, and I earned it, and I don't and want services, you taking it to spend it on your friends. The hospital services I get are real. The education services. But that's not I what we're talking about. That's what I'm talking. They're about. just as real when they're paid for privately as they are when they're paid for with government money. What? The, pro the difference is that the government money is a forced coercive system and the private system is a voluntary consensual system. Yeah. And you always favor Here force and coercion over Harry, Bob, consent you're, you're and singing, peace. Bob, you're singing the praises of your religion. You've turned this into a religion of faith instead of a, a debate about the issues. You, you, Explain you always, that to me. You always come up with this dogma all the time dogma? about how your private system works more efficiently. It does. And I have a study here from the Social Justice Centre that says the tax cuts are not working. It well, says, I'll go get your study from the Fraser Institute that says they do work. So who are we yes, going to believe? I haven't seen the Reagan that. Who are we going to believe? The Reagan no. administration proved it worked in states. No, they, they didn't. They failed miserably. Thatcher failed miserably. Ontario he, has he, more... Ontario has more jobs today than it did before Harris cut taxes. The United is Way is spending a record amount See, of private money that has been raised. Let's stop. There's the religious faith. You say because there are more jobs in Ontario, it's due to the tax cuts. Prove it. You but can. your faith is okay, that your you. faith is that there yeah. aren't. Gil, you're saying it. the same thing. No, I have. St these are Stats Canada figures mm. from the Social Justice Center. Yeah, but I can get you stats. I can get you Stats Canada that figures that disagree with this. That no figures lie and liars figure. No. Gil, you know that. No. No. The issue is not about statistics, it's about morality. Let me and tell, you, go back to let me tell you as a journalist that the first thing they teach you, the first thing you ought to learn is always be afraid of statistics. Mm -hmm. Always be leery of statistics because mm -hmm. everybody can find statistics to support anything they want. But it depends on the context. And the, and the issue that we started with on the issue of do income tax cuts create jobs? Mm -hmm. I could say no if I were really being a left-wing fanatic, but mm -hmm. I'm not. Mm -hmm. I, I will agree with you mm -hmm. that income tax cuts will create jobs. It's not the right question. The right question is, which policy will create more jobs? And, and I've got the evidence here. Well, they've got some evidence. Here. And that's a good question. Go to the Fraser Institute and ask them this question. We have to pause for a second here. We're going to come back, and Susan's going to join the discussion. If you'd like to join us, too, on Left, Right, and Center with Bob Metz and Gil Warren, stay right where you are. Pick up the phone. Bob Metz and Susan joins us. Hi, Susan. Hi. I'm calling about the federal budget. Yes. Um, Jim, you know me personally. So does Gil. Rob Metz doesn't. Um, but guess what I was looking for in the budget that wasn't there, and it's a very significant... Um, it ha would have to appear in the budget for it to be a tax implication. Mm -hmm. Any guess? No. Uh, the removal of one-third of the income tax-free treatment of the pay of MPs. Mm -hmm. uh, it would have to be introduced in a budget for that kind of uh, legislation. To Why be would introduced. you expect that? Why would I? I was hoping for it. Why? Why? Um, they well, just turn around and vote themselves more money then. Th this way, it's the same thing. If you, you take away a, an income tax-free percentage of their income, they'll just vote themselves a higher overall income. You come up with the same thing. Well, you know, the beginning of it had to do with the first Income Tax Act in this country, the mm -hmm. Income War Tax Act mm -hmm. of 1917. Susan, nobody cares. Read well, my lips. Nobody think so. Nobody cares. Well... You don't think this government could vote itself a 20% tax or 20% pay, pay increase? increase? And people wouldn't care? People wouldn't care. Well, I absolutely then, guarantee you know, it. But it will at least be transparent. With this tax write-off, people don't realize that they're getting a big bonus. Yeah, people who pay attention do. Well, Brian Chip Martin writes about it today as mm -hmm. it impacts local politicians. In his article in today's London Free yeah, Press, he yeah. points out lowest paid was Ward 4's Bill Armstrong. Yeah. He alone incurred no expenses. It yeah. means he, and of the four people that actually voted well, against a reason for that the too. city hall pay raise, mm -hmm. he's the only one that technically doesn't try to claim any expenses. Mm -hmm. And um, 
you know what? I guess the way I look at that is it's it's the flip side. You guys are talking about certain kinds of tax cuts. Um, you know, would some would a bean counter say this has the most dramatic impact on the general revenues of the federal government? Mm-hmm. No, there's other things that have much more dramatic impact. Mm-hmm. Um, the GST actually would be one of the main income generators of the old age security. Mm-hmm. And you know, that is um, a fairly interesting program in that if uh, someone in Canada turns 65 and is eligible, um, they have to have a taxable income that exceeds approximately on average $1,000 a week taxable before the first penny of that gets scratched back. Mm-hmm. But so, that's going to change. Well... Oh, trust me, that's going to well, change Well, you know time. what? I have to tell you that 20 years ago, somebody told me that the one-third tax-free treatment of political pay for federally elected people was going to change, mm-hmm. and it didn't. And I'm not saying it changes the deficit or the debt picture overnight. It didn't I'm change, I'm saying Susan. that the transparency and equity mm-hmm. would uh, be honorable. I wouldn't argue that with you. I have to be honorable. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Jim. We're out of time uh, before the news. We've got more time for left, right, and center. We will continue with the same after Tara tells us what's happening in the world around us. This is Left, Right, and Center with Bob Metz and Bill Warren joining me today. Gentlemen, I want to kind of refocus on where we started from today because we kind of got off into arguments about whose figures we can believe and whose we can't and so on. But, Gil, you said something interesting to us before we even went on the air, and that's that even your figures here suggest that we're all doing less well than we did before. Even the wealthy are not doing as well as they did before. Um, What sense do you make of that? Why is that? Well, I think that um, for the last... Uh, 10 years, we've had really tough economic times until just recently. We went through the the whole bad recession in the early 90s that went on and on and on. There were high interest rates for all kinds of businesses that went out of business, factories that closed, workers who are 40, who are, who were 40 then, who still can't find jobs, young youth unemployment of, of 30%. And, and that recession was part of the normal business cycle, but the high interest rate policies in Canada and the States really made it far worse. And the high dollar, too. Mm-hmm. Like, economics are complicated, but there were a whole series of bad decisions there in the early 90s. Uh, we now have the economy picking up, but the studies show that the gap between the rich and the poor is growing dramatically, and that while certain parts of the, of the people have prospered, the wealthy, uh, for the average person, their incomes either stayed steady or gone down. And it's because they haven't, like, con- the individual consumer debt now is at record highs, mm-hmm. highs that there have been, because people haven't had a chance to recover. If they found work, it's at a job that was half the pay they used to get. So these stats that we have from the, from the Social Justice Center are showing that, and the other factor is that there's less, than, if you're unemployed now, you can't get unemployment insurance. Like, it used to be that 70, 80% of people got unemployment insurance who paid into it. Mm-hmm. Now it's only like 30% because of the federal government cuts to UI. So the, the, the transfer payments that people used to get out of, of the, the system that was the social safety net has been very much weakened. And so we, we're ending up in a situation where, where the, the, um, the economy just appears on the surface to be prospering, but underneath there's still really serious fundamental problems. Interesting. I just want to interject one little thing that you didn't mention, but it's interesting to me. I don't know if you fellows have probably seen the stories in the paper the last two or three days about the real estate market. Locally. Yes, in London. Talking about the market's yes. going up and yep, isn't that I wonderful. That. But in those stories, it usually is the line that prices have stayed the same or been depressed for 10 years. That's right. And the, 10 years. The increase in value, I think, was 2.4% for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I have a house that's worth mm-hmm. $140,000. 
that wasn't worth $140,000 years ago. I would blame 90% of everything you just said, including what you just said, Jim, mm -hmm. on high taxes. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it, there is no and connection. That's the, that's there's the, no connection. Yeah. Taxes are not the problem, okay? Tax cuts are not the solution. Well, taxes are, are, I suppose, maybe a symptom. Let's get back down to the cause. Government spending. No, and that wasn't the cause. Government spend a lot of money. They bo often borrow money. They tax people, which creates the high interest rates, Government, which, no, which, no, which no, works no. its way through but the economy. Know, wouldn't we have been better off uh, over that period of time if just, just, just we're going to pie in the sky? Okay. Let's suppose that we'd all paid a third less tax. We'd have a third more dollars in our pockets. You don't think that would have made a positive impact on the economy? No, because, it, and this happened when Mike Harris took power. Uh, uh, he slashed government spending in Ontario. And there were economic studies done that showed how many thousands of jobs were lost in Ontario due to his cuts, okay, when he first came but in. But were they productive jobs? Yeah, they were. They were, government, they were government jobs, but not just government jobs. They were also jobs for firefighters up north and the guys who supplied the gasoline who were private business guys. Mm. All of that infrastructure that supported the provincial government collapsed. And so that had a drag on the economy. And, and, and only one of the reasons the conservatives brought in this idea of a tax cut was to try and counteract the effect of all the cuts they did to public services, because that did impact on the economy. Mm -hmm. There were economic studies, I've seen them, that show that that cutting really hurt. So did the federal government cutting. It was a drag on the economy. The fortunate thing was that the economy was expanding due to business. Yeah, but we didn't, but, but we didn't, we didn't get significant tax cuts, though. I didn't get much more money in my paycheck, and neither did you. No. So for all the blather that, that, Harris, that Harris made, but if you were and wealthy, all the blather that yeah. Martin's making. Yeah. If you were wealthy, you did But otherwise, you might have got a tax increase, or you might have been well, paying yes, more. Yes. So you, you can't look at it that way. You know, but I the want wealthy, to get back to Gil's minute, argument. The wealthy did get significant tax yeah, cuts from well, Mike Harris. I got 30%. A, no, they didn't. Yes, if you paid a million dollars provincial income tax, well, if, yeah, and if you got if, a 30% cut, if you're you one got 300000 If you're one of the 15 tax. people in Ontario who paid a million dollars, there's not very many more. more than that. Not Whatever, you know, but proportionate to the population, it's insignificant. You could tax 100% of... A hundred percent of what the so-called rich make, and it wouldn't make much difference to the rest of us. Um, you know, Gil, you say that if we had more taxes, that, that the money spent by government, a billion dollars of government spending, will create more jobs than a billion dollars of private spending. Well, it's all private spending. The billion dollars they get for the government spending comes out of other people's jobs, out of the taxes deducted from their wages, no, out of other business. Well, well, where, where does government get the money? We are they don't charge for the service. You, economy, do, you don't pay for it in the hospital. Well, our economy. Economy. Just answer that one question. Where do they get the money? Okay, I'll give you an example. Well, okay. Where do they get the money? I'll give you There's a, a simple answer. Okay, here's a Why sim won't you give us the simple I'll answer? They get it out of your pocket and my pocket and Brother Metz's pocket. And then they, they take that money and they spend it. They hire a nurse. They hire a teacher. That teacher turns and that's around more efficient and buys than me walking a car. In and hiring a nurse? That's more efficient? Why do I need all those middlemen? You, you're you are not hiring a nurse. What you're talking in a about, free market? If we had free hospital, like like by free, I no, mean you'd have a whole bunch of competing choice. inefficient companies, and the price would be higher. Which is the now, which if, is if you believe that, Gil, do you think that groceries should be sold sold the way we do our medical system? Do you think that we should do shoes that way? I think we, we should produce have a mixed cars economy. I think we have a mixed economy. Certain parts of it should be in the market. Why? And certain parts shouldn't be. Why? If it's more efficient for the government to do everything, why don't we just I have total say. state control? I didn't say that. I think it's more efficient for the government to provide social services, health, and education. Okay, I'm going to services. I'm going to interject for a moment because we've got John waiting with something to add to the discussion. Hi, John. Yes, how are you today? Fine, thanks. 
Um, I guess I've been listening to you guys off and on here this morning, and, I, and my question to you is this. Now, the first part of the statement, the United States has stated that in the year 2013, they're going to be completely out of debt. Right out of debt, not deficit, but debt. Well, they stated we, they stated that, but I don't believe that's true. And nor well, do most economists. Let, let's assume let's assume that it, it does it does come to bear. If that happens, you know what's going to happen to this economy. My question is to the guys there and to anybody really is why didn't our government reduce our debt with the budget a little bit? If they reduced the debt, I understand we're well, paying about what forty three, forty five billion a year in in interest. Yes. If that money was released back to us to spend on health care and else, wouldn't that make a lot more sense? And here we are arguing about you know. <laughs> what we're arguing sure. about. I think that debt's the biggest problem in this country today, and, and I think they got to get it down. Well, the danger, or the, the trouble with debt reduction, and it's a very simple problem, to reduce, say you're paying 5% on your debt, which we are paying on some of our debt in the neighborhood of 5%. Mm -hmm. In order to eliminate uh, a payment of, say, 5, well, how am I going to do this? In order to eliminate a payment of $5,000, I have to come up with $100,000 to pay off on the debt. So I save five. So the net loss to my economy for that year is $95 million. Jim, do what, okay, and if United States, you say they won't, but if, if well, they don't come to bear no. and they're out of well, debt, well, you know what our economy John, will become? If they're debt-free and we're still $580 billion or, or a John, if they, if, they find, if they find oil under Washington, D.C., you know, their economy's <laughs> going to change, too. That isn't going to happen either. Jim, Jim, it's not a loss. You said it'd be a loss of $95 million no. or something. It's All actually, right. you're trading that price for getting rid of the debt, which is part of the big reasons that, of Gill's problem here with higher interest rates. But what you've done is you've got $95 million out of circulation that's going back to the back to the lender, out of, go yes. quote, government circulation. Right, and back to the private market where it should be, where it's no, going to do no, a lot no. more, and it can be lent out to private people I'm not at saying lower that's wrong. Rates. All I'm saying is people say, well, let's pay down the debt because we're going to save on the interest. To save $5 million of interest, you've got to pay $100 million off the debt. That's yeah, what I, I'm yeah. saying. Let me Jim, Jim, if you yeah. don't, but if you don't get the debt down, and you the United States gets out of debt. There's no way that Canada's going to compete with them at all. We'll be giving our, our uh, natural gas and our lumber away for next to nothing because we cannot compete with them if they're out of debt. Well, let me, and, just, let me just jump in here. It's Gil. And, and first of all, I don't follow the logic that if the Americans are out of debt, why they become more competitive. Who? Because we'll be in debt. No, no, just let's follow this logic through here. <laughs> Think okay. about it. <laughs> it. No, no, okay, so what, you're saying they'll be able to spend more money on social services? or It's not going to cost them as much. Gil, it, Gil. It, it, right. it's just, it, number right. one, if, if you've got a business, business A, that's $100,000 in debt, and business yeah, B, not that's not, about and they're doing the same thing, which one's the most competitive? We're talking about... Come on, you don't need a brain about, surgeon to figure that no, out. No, just a minute. You say you're making an equation here that government is equal, running a government is equal to running a business. It's not, because well, government... No, it's very different. And this is where people get lost. It's a very easy to make that analogy, but governments can control the rate of inflation, they can control interest rates, they can control the printing of money. And so it's not pressure. that your analogy does not work. It does not follow that running a government is like running a business, and that's been one of the big right-wing myths. Let's go back. I agree with Jim here. on Pr Printing on, more money? Printing more money helps the economy? No, I'm saying that governments have those tools, okay? Yeah. You don't have that tool as a businessman. I want to agree with Jim here on, on well, this question of paying down the debt. There's another <coughs> aspect to it as well besides just having to get the capital to pay off the actual debt, and I agree with Jim. The other thing is that when you have a debt, and let's say it's at the $600 billion mark for Canada, 
uh, right today, okay? Uh, what will happen is as our economy expands, okay, the percentage of the debt relative to the whole economy actually shrinks, even though the debt in dollar figures doesn't. And as your economy goes down the road, and there's an inflation rate here of 2 or 3% or whatever, you're paying back in inflated dollars the actual fixed cost of that debt. And this That's Trudeau's thinking. That's what Trudeau said. No, this happened mm -hmm. in this, after the Second World War. Tr okay. Trudeau said that. Trudeau and if, if the economy, as long as the economy is going ahead, fine. But what happens when we hit a recession? Yeah. Now we're back to the no, Trudeau's billion, problem. We'd be 10 no, billion. Trudeau's or, problem, or Trudeau's problem was that he continued to add to the debt. Yes. Okay. Sure you do. You can't do that. You no. can't add another penny ever to the debt. But we're not doing that debt. now. We're, the, 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 debt, the debt deficit has been eliminated, both federally and, in fact, provincially as well, in reality. And, and so we're now faced with fixed debts. The deficits are gone. And so as the economy expands, there's more and more ac economic activity going on, more government revenue coming in to pay off the debt. After the Second World War, we had a tremendous debt from the war, but there was all kinds of economic prosperity in the 50s and Nothing the 60s. compared to the debt we have today. Yes, per capita, no, in fact... I don't think so. Yes, in, in fact... The war debt was greater per capita than it is today. Not everybody had to pay taxes then. No, no, no. Um, this is a very it was a small percentage don't of the flip population. Over that, Bob. Only don't a few hundred thousand people Bob, paid taxes. Don't slip uh, millions over. didn't pay you anything. Missed, you, you're trying to ignore the point that I just made. Per capita, after the Second World War, the debt was much higher than it is today relative to the size of the economy, relative to per capita per person. I would also pay down the debt. I think that it is crazy that we're paying all this interest on, on the debt. And that should be an ultimate objective through an expanding economy and through a sur surpluses to pay down the debt during good times. In bad times, you can't pay down the debt because you, you need to have some... some well, why are you saying now through an expanding economy, whereas at the beginning of the show you're saying through expanded taxes? And to me, lowering well, taxes creates the expanded economy. I don't agree with that. I've never agreed. That's your religious faith coming up there again. You can't <coughs> prove that. You can't prove that. Sure I can. John, we appreciate you joining uh, yeah, us today. Thank, thank you very much. You keep saying I can't prove it. Look at look at it one on one. You know, I, socialists always get confused when there's more than two numbers. I'm in not something. confused. You're confused. If I'm a businessman and I'm paying say 50% of my money in income tax, right? Okay. Okay. You're telling me that with that 50%, I can't create jobs as many jobs as the government can with the money that they would take from me. Is that yes, what you're saying? I am. I'm saying that. Yes. And how? I, what proof do you have I, of that? You I, know, the I, difference is that the government right here, job is not a real job. My jobs that I create would be real. All jobs are real, and that's another phony distinction no, that you trot out for your There has to be religion. a real demand for them no, in order for there's them a real to demand real. for health care. There's a real demand for education. Yes, and it's not and allowed try, to be exercised. And then you try to turn that into the private But, Gil, if the whole... Are you suggesting, and I can't believe that you are for a moment, that the whole billion dollars is going to be used to hire teachers and nurses. A significant percentage of that is going to be used to hire paper pushers to push the money around to create the bureaucracy. It's a different, no, it's, it's, it's a different the same matter. money. No, it's a different matter. I'm saying if you had a billion dollars and you had the will as a government just to hire more teachers and more nurses and you put all that money into that. But you're not going to do that. But you could put in a significant amount of it. You could put in, I, I, I go back to the example of a bridge, where there's a river now and a ferry that's inefficient, right? Mm -hmm. and, and if you put in a bridge, you're going to be able to make your economy in that area a lot more efficient because you don't have to wait for the ferry. How anymore. much more efficient? Though? Enough, more, more, more than the value of the bridge. How do you know that? To the to the business, to the truckers and everybody else. How do you know that? Well, that's why we build bridges and why we have built them for years and years. Because if it weren't economic, we wouldn't be building those bridges. We'd stick with the ferries. But it's too slow to have ferries, and that's why we build bridges. That's why we build roads. That's why we build 
airlines and railways and everything else. Well, isn't it interesting, though, that most of those things that have been built in this country have been built by private enterprise? Air Canada, sometimes railways? Sometimes on government contracts. No, no, no. The, the, but private companies have built them. No. Government companies didn't build the railroads, even. Private the, companies private, built the railroads. Well, we're back 100 years, but let's follow that through. A hundred years ago, the railways were built in Canada. It wasn't economic for business to do it. They did, they did the construction. They mm -hmm. did the ownership. But there were tremendous, tremendous subsidies from the, from the federal government. Yeah, there were. And scandals, half too. Of, the half of the prairies the, were the, the subsidy. Mm -hmm. Where the okay. federal government frittered millions and millions right. of dollars away, and governments fell right. on the issue. And if I were Johnny McDonald back then, I would have, would have built that railway as a state railway. In fact, that was what was done in Europe and some other countries. After the railways were built, they still weren't economic, and they all went bankrupt in the 30s, mm -hmm. and Canadian National Railways, a government-owned railway, was set up to take over because it wasn't economic. Then, in the 1990s, when the railways become economic again, suddenly they're sold off to the private sector. Same thing with Air Canada. Air Canada, right from the beginning, was brought in as a government-owned airline because airline services was needed across the country, even in low-volume areas. Then the, the, the privatization craze hit in the 90s, and, the Air, and Air Canada was sold off in, in the name of competition. But what have we got now? We have one private monopoly running the airline business. So the ideology didn't pan out in terms of the privatization. But we've also, got, we've also got an airline that's not sucking hundreds of millions of dollars, adding hundreds of millions of dollars to the national debt that we were just talking about, but Air Canada, which it was doing in the 60s and 70s. But before it was sold, it was making a profit. Well, how, how, how temporary was that? For a number yeah, it of was, years, it was it making a profit because they wrote off all the capitalized debt because they knew they couldn't sell it if they sold it with, with the debt on it. Who, who would buy it? No, there were... I, there, mean, there were I mean, quite often, I would, I would argue for giving away you know, big public enterprises. I think they should give away the, the convention centers, costing us a million bucks a year. Give it away. Well, and we'd be a million dollars a year better you're off. You're the guy who goes on and on about tax value, and now you're giving away public assets. I mean, it's there's not an asset to me. I, it, it's, it, I don't own it. I don't own it. Yes, I don't have a do. share in it. We all own it. You want to buy my share? No, I'll sell I it to you right now. I'll give it to you right we, now. We own it collectively. <laughs> it, it's not individually owned as shares. Well, that's nonsense. We don't own it at all. Ownership yes, means do. you have the right to the use, I, disposal, trading, buying, selling, mortgaging. You can't do any of that with I the convention that, I own that road. That's what ownership means. You don't own that road either. I own that road. Corporation own that of the hospital. City of London owns that road. The people own that. No, and, they don't. And I elect... You know, that's nonsense. That's a it pure is fiction. Now, there you fiction. go with your religious propaganda. That's not... Does, do words I mean have, things, Gil? Words have meanings. Pick up right. a dictionary. Ownership means something. It yeah, does not I, mean I own, that somebody steals your money, spends it on what they want, and then they tell you, oh, well, you own it. We're not Come stealing on. the money. I have the, have the democratic right to elect that government, and they are, they are my CEO that are running it for me. No, they're not. And I pay my taxes. When was I, the last time you voted on what they did with the convention center? I voted for the government that was the municipal government that was elected there. On the convention center, that was the only issue you voted no, for. No, no, I, I voted for the government to deal the municipal government, the provincial Did government. Everybody you government. vote for get elected on council that time. No, no, and it. And, and uh, in fact, I was I think so what I did was you a vote candidate, for? Did but you, anyway. Did you yeah. get anything that you wanted out of that no. government? I, I've did you a, want the convention center? I've been a candidate five times in municipal government. I haven't won, but I have gone out there and I've spent thousands of dollars and thousands of hours of time to make the democratic process better. And even if you don't win, you can influence the agenda. I of, agree with of, that, of, but that's of, not of the, the issue government. of whether or not you have ownership in the in the convention center or the or Wellington Road. I mean, you don't. You I can't do. sell it. You can't okay. buy it. You can't mortgage. You can't even camp out on that road. That's how little you own it. Now, why would I camp on the road unless well, I wanted to have a short life expectancy? Well, 
what I'm saying is that, that the owner determines the use of the property. The owner is a corporation of the city of London. It's which a corporation. Is which is democratically controlled through elections. All corporations are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. All corporations well, not, have shareholders. Not on the basis yeah. of one person, one vote. A share, a company. No, they're based on the amount of money, money you put you into have. it. Absolutely. Right. That's the way it should be because then you right. bear the root. You know, if no. I can vote... If I get a vote, you put in all the money and you give me the vote, I'm just going to vote the money out of your pocket into mine. That's what I'm going to do. If that's, if that's how you want to run a system. I, I want to have a system. Why should I work? I, I want to have a system. Everybody should work. And, and, yeah, and people should work for a living, not vote for a living. I agree. No. See, see, you're always... There you go with the religion again. You're always changing it into it's either one or the other. We have a responsibility in our society. Religion? What's this got to do with religion? Because... It, religion you, is faith-oriented without any yes, evidence. That's you. That's your whole... The Freedom Party. That's They're, nonsense. It's the definition of the Freedom Party. So you think everything we believe in is just made up? There's no... Private markets don't work. Uh, free economies don't work. For freedom is, is there, not a value in instance, society. I, I um, that's all just yeah. religion, is it? I challenge your assumption that there are free markets. There aren't free markets. There are no, markets. No, there's a mixed economy. You already said there that. Are, I agree. But what are you advocating? Every, you're advocating a totalitarian no, economy. I'm advocating a free economy. Your religious faith says there's this mythical free market out there where there's a free exchange between equals. It does not exist. And that's, what that's I, not what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm, and I'm not saying that everyone's equal. All markets equal. are controlled. Everyone's in equal some way. before and under the law in a free market but not in the market itself. What the free market means is that you are free from the government telling you what you're going to buy and who you're going to buy it it's from. Not a That's free. all that the free means. It doesn't mean that it's you get things free. There, it doesn't there you mean go. that you, that you there are you go exempt from politics. Free, free. It's not a free market, okay? It's a marketplace. For instance, in the States, okay? But we, what do you mean by free market, then? What do you mean by There's it? no such thing as a market. Don't tell me that. What, what is a free market in your mind? I just want to know what you think okay. it means. A free market would be a market where there are no controls. Okay, that, that what kind be, of control? That would be how most people would. What kind of now, control? Let me. You answer, You ask the question. Let me finish. Mm -hmm. Most people, if you present them with the phrase "free market," would say, "Well, that's a market where there's no controls." Many people in their heads think that we that's have wrong, free markets out there in our society, and we don't. And a, a classic example is American big business, right? There's the stock market in the states. You know, it, there's there's the derivative market. It all looks very much free, but in fact. The, the, uh, the, the um, value of interest rates are set by the Federal Reserve. And that's the controlling mechanism in that market. So it's not a free market. It's a market. It's a competitive market in some respects, but it's not free. It's a lot freer than what they got in Cuba. Gentlemen, thank to both of you for being here today. How did that get into this it? Been, uh, well, just, uh, it's, it's a comparison that I have some knowledge of. Uh, and it ain't free. Uh, thanks to both my guests today, Bob Metz and Bill Warren. Always a pleasure when we bring you two gentlemen together. And, folks, thank you for being part of the program, too. Stay with us. Ask the Experts with Bud Polhill is just around the corner on 1290 CJBK.